0: RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. So we've been hearing a lot about, well, a few weeks ago, as it was about to happen, this change to the birth certificate where you can self-ID your sex. And I always thought that the birth certificate was quite a, an official thing. It meant something, but maybe it doesn't mean so much anymore. Suzanne Levy from Speak Up. For Women joins us again. I think we've chatted before, Suzanne. Good to see you again and hear from you again. How are you doing?
1: Uh, Good. Good to see you, Paul. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, yeah, my impression of what the birth certificate is. I mean, I've had to furnish birth certificates to get other passports because I've got dual nationality and for other things, and it seemed like an official thing. But now you can kind of manipulate it depending on how you're feeling on any particular day. Is it right to say that? Is it kind of like that now?
1: It, it is kind of like that. It's it's turned into a vanity document in some ways. It no longer sort of reflects the reality of a, an event, which is what it has more or less done for a long time. It um, hasn't done it perfectly, but it's it's been accurate enough, you know. It's And, and now you could say, well, it, it's not. It could have um, somebody can change their name, change the gender marker on the certificate, and there's no reference to that on the certificate for the person looking at it. Uh, it's also not used for that much anymore. Uh, right. you, don't, you don't use your your best certificate to get a standard New Zealand passport anymore. Uh, you put your date of birth and uh, your, any, any names that you've used. And, you know, obviously with the Passports Office being part of DIA, who also manage birth certificates, it, it all just sort of links up and they know who you are. Right. Um, but it's kind of um, one of the one of the changes that's come in with it is the ability when you register the birth of a child, um, you can put different information for parents of the child. Where in, Up until now, it's been um, mother, or I think you could have an, another mother, but um, basically mother, father, and it was clear who had given birth to the child. And right. in, in most cases, you know, it's... Yeah. it's. Well, you it's,
0: can't be 100%, but there's so many... Various, well, with a, with
1: adoption and various yeah. things, there are definitely scenarios where the birth certificate hasn't been a true reflection. But it's yeah. uh, the, the exception, um, very much the exception, where potentially you could record two, two, two mothers who are both men or two fathers who are both women. Which to, for the child on the receiving end of that birth certificate, that's the official record of their birth, and it doesn't even tell them. And
0: already, birth. it's departed from reality.
1: It has; it's departed a long way from reality. So, you know, um, you kind of it has turned it into a into a silly document. That what's for, the
0: point of having it now? Actually,
1: um, Is there any
0: point when it's that sort of an the one thing that you. That
1: the one thing that you can't change is the location you were born and the date you were born. So okay. uh, for that purpose, I suppose it's still. Hey, it's but if I can a, change
0: my gender based on the logic of that, I can change my birth date.
1: I think so. I mean, I would quite like to be 10, 20 years younger.
0: Yeah. So um, I was like born in 73, ecullic. not 63. Okay. From here on yeah. in, I want to be known. That, that's but, fine.
1: Yeah. But, but that's how yeah. crazy it is, right? Yeah. It, it is. It is. There's. It, it's to. I guess to make fit people a, a small minority of people feel.
0: How did they get better. so much power to make that change? If there's only a handful of people.
1: <laughs> it's um, it's the kind and inclusive brigade. It's I, I. It's very difficult to explain. Is it people who feel who feel privileged, and it's a way of feeling better about that. Privilege being able to help people who aren't—I honestly don't know. I can't explain the craziness behind wanting to create such a false, a false system. Hmm. It, it doesn't really make any sense. But um, you know, I think a lot of the, a lot of the damage in the Self ID space is done a long a long time before the legislation itself.
0: I'll explain that.
1: So, uh, if you look at various government departments and their policies, which are not necessarily based on legislation, but they're what the general public are using in their day-to-day life when they're navigating their way through various circumstances and things like um, the Employment New Zealand website, for instance, and the way it it talks about uh, transgender employees and gives advice for employers on how to manage situations, with people transitioning or arriving, you know, and it, and it's good, it's all good stuff to, in terms of being anti discrimination and treating employees with respect and what have you. But it steps over a line that that puts the um, the rights of a transgender person above the rights of other employees who may have different feelings on 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 comfort, in particular, to do with with Things like bathrooms, which we always end up talking about, unfortunately. But um well that's
0: where the rubber hits the road on, well, on personal space and
1: in a in a workspace, it's things like bathrooms and changing areas and, and things like that. So, you know, Employment New Zealand guidelines says that the a transgender employee should be able to use the the bathrooms um that they feel most comfortable with. And and the issue with that is that the comfort of that transgender person is considered, but not the comfort of the people that they're sharing the space with. And, and, and it's not just women. I think there would be men who would feel uncomfortable with, um, Oh, totally. It, it, you know, with a, with a, a woman who I, yeah. As a man using, using their space, there that would not be
0: appropriate. Reason. That would it not be appropriate.
1: appropriate. People would be uncomfortable. And those, but, but their comfort isn't considered. So, that's that's kind of where where there's a, a conflict, so you know we, we sort of say that, um, yeah, human rights are for everybody, right? You know, but the, the the right to have access to spaces and services and facilities and sports that are for people of the opposite sex, that's not a human right. That's something else. So that's where there, that's where there's a conflict, and that's kind of what we're trying to trying to alert people to is that those those human rights are, are there the ones that offer protection on the basis of sex are still there they're still valid we're still allowed to refer to them uh and if businesses and you know services want to offer services on the basis of sex then they they still can yeah but you've got government uh government policy for now, that for tells now. them yes for now you've got government policy that tells them um almost the opposite.
0: Um what are rad femmes? What are rad femmes? Yeah, what's that category? Who who does that speak about? Are rad fems the ones who are uncomfortable with all of this or the ones supporting it? Because it seems a lot of women support these
1: A lot a lot of women are, are behind if it's it. as well.
0: Um, and I don't get that. I don't get that.
1: Well, I, I can't understand why why women support this, like I talk to you know women who just say, oh, but you know it it's 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 the kind thing to do, and trans women a woman and wh- whatever. and it's fine for them, but it's not they're not their rights to give away. So I guess it, it is it is quite confusing as to why some women. Are so happy to give those rights away, and others look at it and go, "Well, that's not fair." And you know, if, if we have these, we have these rules for a reason. We have social contracts, we have had social contracts that say that um, men stay out of women's spaces.
0: It's and, a it's a yeah. naive concept, though, isn't it? Because most people will have will have had no experience of this. It's only what they've been told, usually through media talking heads because it's such yeah. a – the, the numbers are so low that unless you know someone directly or have been involved in a situation, you're just going to parrot the line.
1: Possibly. I, I think, we're, you know, we hear from women who um, have experienced things in their lives that mean that they, are, they feel very vulnerable in certain spaces, and for them the idea that there would be any man in those spaces is just too much and they will they will self exclude. So they if they think that a a gym changing room is um doesn't even need to be likely if they think that there's possibly a yeah. you know a male going to be in there, um they won't go. So so it's kind of an inclusive policies that actually exclude. Well, yeah.
0: You're mentioning just before, you know, that um it'd be uncomfortable for men to have women in changing rooms yeah. claiming they're men I, I tell you now i wouldn't use that changing room i mm. wouldn't go in
1: and the thing is you don't have the well I, I i could be wrong here but the gen you probably wouldn't be feeling unsafe you would be feeling uncomfortable so,
0: uncomfortable inappropriate
1: but, yeah
0: uh, unsafe in a in a different way
1: yeah
0: you just yeah. don't want to go there. but right. i understand yeah. the difference what you say but yeah, yeah. Are, fundamentally I mean, it's again, the same i'm not using the bloody facility.
1: Yeah, there are men that will avoid avoid being um, you know, there are adult men who would avoid being in a well, I would think most adult men would not want to be in a changing room with a sixteen year old girl.
0: No, no way. Right.
1: So so that they would feel vulnerable probably for a different reason.
0: Exactly. Than
1: a sixteen year old girl in the women's changing room would feel about having a an adult male in there. So there's, you know, they're obviously different Different reasons, but they're just as valid. But for women, there's the added safety thing. And that's a real, very real thing for women.
0: It's almost like it's a payback. You've got to destroy other rights to make a point.
1: Um, Well, it's certainly a massive conflict. And that's what we're we're never allowed to talk about because we're just accused of being transphobic, where um, I would say it's it's not because they're trans, it's because they're men. And it's not because they're bad men; it's because they're men. So a man doesn't have to be trans, and they don't have to be bad in order to be a problem in a woman in a space where women are vulnerable.
0: Hmm. Even to use the word "phobic" or add "phobic" to it, if you look up the dictionary definition of that, it's not yeah. appropriate. But it's uh, again no. a weaponized word.
1: Well, um, and there's lots of that. I mean, we're you know transphobic, Nazis, bigots. You know, anything just to sort of silence, really, just to sort of say no. Well, that that view is it's got no value because it's, you know, it's just abhorrent, and you can't say it. So, it, it kind of anything to silence, really. Um, Have you watched? Um, the petty, petty's issues thing last night. Did you watch? No, that? I
0: wouldn't give it the time of day. I'm sorry, Susan. Well, I,
1: I was, I was brave.
0: I had the dishes to do. That's more yeah. interesting.
1: Yeah, I took one for the team, and I watched. I'm
0: sorry. It. I'm sure um, he's a very nice guy.
1: Well, well, I, I, I have, I have no idea, but it was, it was ridiculous, quite frankly. And he, okay,
0: he, so describe it. What happened? Well, he,
1: now. he started off by saying, you know, this is this issue is something we just can't, we can't talk about it. But tonight, we're going to talk about it. You know, and I'm thinking let's be
0: yes. We talk about it all the time.
1: We talk about it all the time, but also, um, you know i was I was fascinated because obviously, I know a lot of people on the woman's rights side of the debate, and I knew that there weren't going to be any of them on there. So it was so like, there were none. No. so I was like, well, who you know who who's representing this the sides in this debate? And apart from the fact that it was presented in a sort of ridiculous, comedy kind of way, which just made you want to sort of re- really, lose the will to live, to be honest. Um, oh, crikey. <laughs> it, it was just, it was, you know, and he, he spoke to a couple of um, transgender, transgender women at various. So these are men. These no are men, of, Yeah. 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 And, and, and I don't wish them any, any harm. They were no,
0: well, no one wishes any human forward, being. And, harm. And,
1: mm. and, but it was all to sort of, um, to say that you know these people are so vulnerable and marginalised, and they need so much support. And are what they, they? Need really? Social accept? I'm sure. I'm sure some of them are. Lots of people are well, these Well They days. seem
0: to be doing pretty well right now.
1: The world is full of people with with various issues, you know, and I'm sure that you know transgender people are no exception. So, and I think it's probably it's never it's never easy to be different. So. Everybody, but I also think that most people in New Zealand have sympathy for that, and they and they have. But the genuine
0: cases, Suzanne, if you're using it as an ego point of difference where you get get noticed and you get privileges, because that's what's happening now,
1: <laughs> yeah. that's
0: something different, surely.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is definitely something different. Um, and I don't know that either of the people he spoke to were. No, we're
0: not saying looking, that
1: looking for privileges or anything, that, but. It was, you know, so he he spoke he spoke with them, um, and that the show was terrible and that it kind of went off to do other things as well. So it was it wasn't just about the transgender issue. Um and he spoke to a a pediatrician who assured us that every you know, puberty blockers were safe and reversible. Even oh, though, okay. Yeah, you know, and then we spoke and, and he had a short clip of an Australian pediatrician.
0: That's a lie, by the way.
1: Yeah. Another pediatrician in Australia saying, well, yeah, you know, you know, that's not quite the case, but you know, um, so there was a tiny little bit of balance. In there. Okay. Yeah. But it was just really so irritating. Um, and it didn't, it, they talked about Posy Parker as if she was some kind of vermin, I don't know. It was awful. Um, not, I didn't talk about her a lot, but it's if obviously she's on the wrong side, she's awful. So let's you know do you
0: think he believes <laughs> any of that or he's just doing it for the money isn't he
1: well that was you know he's got an he's got an an older relative who's intersex so apparently that uh, that gives oh. him authority on all things trans which I find quite interesting
0: well he seems to be an authority on everything that he knows yeah. nothing about so
1: yeah so it was kind of a, it was really just like um, he was talking to his echo chamber though he was talking yep. to the to the yeah the Conversion. To the
0: ever diminishing audience of mainstream media. Okay, well I'm yes, glad I didn't both, have to watch it. So both
1: it. of them, both of them, and me. That was so it was I didn't
0: yeah. do it, any service. It didn't inform no. anyone. You never got to anything that meant anything, right? He
1: talked to a, a surgeon who does the um, the only gender affirmation surgery in New Zealand. I, well, that's what that's what he said. Though I'm pretty sure there are other surgeons that do.
0: He'll uh, ask for forgiveness uh, on his deathbed. You watch.
1: Was it? She was a. It was a woman. I oh,
0: okay. Heard. Well, she yeah, will.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm sure there are other doctors that are doing double mastectomies on on women, um, but or girls. But yeah, that, that's horrific, be, eh?
0: That's horrific. Uh, I just can't even begin to think of that. That you I could think, do that to some a, a kid or a I young know. person.
1: I it's think mind blowing to me. I think the the young woman in this um this whole and it is very complicated and really confusing about how everything is tied together with autism and sports and all of that the collateral damage the, the young woman the young the high school students the the kind of groups that were typically cutting other self harm yeah. eating disorders and uh trans they are just going to be collateral damage in all of this, and it's we're going to be. Looking in another 10 years or so at a, a group of young women who are just damaged physically. Um, and it's going to be incredibly sad. And I don't know how that's going to be explained to them. How can I don't we, think the country happen?
0: will be able to afford to pay for it in the end. I mean, you think that COVID and that together, we, we mm. can't afford compensation at that level. It would it, be too much for the taxpayer. I want to understand this too, because I, I got a like a a gut feeling, but I could be wrong, and that is the proportionality of transitioning male versus female seems to me to be substantially males becoming well they're not becoming females, but yeah, male yeah, male to, it I seems to be, be the mind. majority do we do we have any any numbers that and I'm not no, asking for them now, no, but it don't. seems to me that is at least the most high profile of the two. It's the,
1: most, it's the most high profile. You've got kind of different cohorts. And the the um I think Tavistock in the UK had some have some data on it. And I'm don't quote me on the numbers, but historically there were sort of two cohort two, two cohorts of people transitioning. And they were quite young children um who were severely dysphoric. So really really extreme. And I think the majority of those Children were boys, Um, right? And the other cohort was middle-aged men. Um, Okay. So they 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 made up a large percentage of people transitioning, and then sort of up around ten years ago, it started to change, and now I think the majority of people transitioning are young women who were never really who never really
0: okay. So it's flipped,
1: and I think it's around seventy-five percent. Because.
0: Okay, well, that's interesting, because Peter, Dr. Peter McCullough, who's been a guest on this program before, has come out recently with some interesting data, and that that was um, the level of autism and the yeah. connection with autism. Mm. And it was, you know, one in 10,000 or something, go back 30, 40 years. Now it's kind of like one in 36 which is a stunning ratio. He's talking about the United States. Yeah. And that he is basically saying, and he's a credible guy, so it's fair enough to to mention what he says, is that that, that cohort or community of autistic-affected children is being deliberately targeted by the industry are, of this to make – that's where the, the business is, right?
1: I think they're, inc- they're an incredibly easy target because they're people who are already – um, they already experience a certain level of discomfort and social discomfort. And it's a, um, it can be an answer for them. It's like, Oh, okay. I'm I'm in the wrong body. And I think they're very receptive to it. And At the time. It, yeah.
0: <laughs> that doesn't yeah. necessarily stay there, but to target that group, it's so cynical.
1: It is. And it's such a vulnerable it's, group. Anyway. It's nasty. It's evil. It is, it is really nasty. So, yeah, I mean, the Tavistock data um, also talked about the number of, the, you know, the percentage of of children going through the service who had something like, who were on the autism spectrum, and it was very, very high.
0: And of course, parents think, of autistic children, I, I know a few, one yeah. who's had, I mean, good on them, it's such love, they've hung in there, and it's been tough for, you know, 25 years now, and it's still tough for them. But a lot of parents are just looking for a break, and if this can make it easier, that they'll overlook, let's say, some of the moral questions that mm. are raised.
1: Yeah, hmm. and I, I think of um, with, with with girls if we're talking about teenage girls um, who might might feel that they that you know they identify as non-binary. Now, you know, you you could say that that's harmless. Um, Except that in and, and in some parts of the world it is considered quite harmless because there's not access to, to puberty blockers and hormones and surgery. So it kind of begins with non-binary and ends with non-binary, really. Yeah. So, um, it's not like that here. So um, you know, if you kind of affirm that and use use the they-them pronouns and then there's a very real chance that that girl will end up on hormones. You know, testosterone is, it's irreversible. It's, it's not, it's poison to the female anatomy. You know, it's not, it's not made for us.
0: Well, of course not.
1: <laughs> um, Otherwise it'd be
0: different, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. So, and, and I think that's, that's the kind of, it, it's, it's an identity, but it requires, it requires medication and or surgery so it's it's
0: deadly yeah i just have i know this is like a stuck record but i just have so much trouble grasping why with common sense and being a mature adult you could ever think enabling facilitating any part of this is the right thing to do i, I
1: it is it is hard to get your head around, but I mean, I know I know people who are in that situation with with their kids, and yep. like you, I've got kids as well, and it's very hard to know what you would do if you were faced with it. Um, I know what i do. I know. You're I think out of the I know city. We're going do.
0: to live in the country, and you're going to be homeschooled.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I look. I, I agree. Removal. I would. I would get out of there as fast as possible. I think. Yeah. But um, it, it. But it is very hard to know. And I know some really lovely, decent people who. I'm who sure. Are in that yeah. Situation, and I. It, it's not. It's not easy. Um, because I think you know you can know that it's not that your child isn't non-binary or that your daughter isn't a boy, but being able to you, you need that relate you need to keep your relationship with that child um and it, it's a it's really difficult to navigate and but there is support there's support for parents who are in those situations but it's really hard because you you're you know you're an outlier if you're a parent that's saying well I'm not very comfortable with this affirming I don't want to use those pronouns and you know She's not a. She's not a boy, is she? She's a girl. She's my daughter.
0: Well, it's like being being. Well, it's like George Orwell, isn't it? <laughs> um, in the uh, the struggle session, there, you know, two plus two equals five. You will say it, even though you know it to be wrong. It's it's just a ridiculous. Yeah,
1: yeah and if you Position can, to be in. Yeah, so I guess it's um, and that's what it is. And you can see where you can see where it leads. So you start using the pronouns, and yeah, and then you kind of.
0: You then know. they'll blame you later.
1: They'll blame you later anyway.
0: (laughs) That's a no win. (laughs) Okay. Well, with this, I mean, getting back to the core of it, um, but it's all the core, Um, this change in the birth certificate, we're coming up to an election. Um, I might have missed something, but I don't see any of the major parties even talking about this, talking about the whole question of it.
1: No, we, it's we, like we, it
0: doesn't exist.
1: It is like it doesn't exist. We did some polling through Curia, um a few well, months ago, and one of the questions we asked was, you know, do you support self-ID? Da-da-da. I can't remember the exact wording of the question. Um, and it was a well-worded question. We went over the, you know, the idea of the question with the polling people to make sure that it was a solid solid question, and we got 20% of people approve of self-ID, which is pretty low for for legislation that's gone in. They must
0: know that. They must know that. When we put it
1: through select committee, uh, we had someone analyse the select committee submissions, and there were were quite a few thousand, and I think it was 73% were against.
0: So how do we explain marching ahead regardless?
1: Well, we do it a lot, don't we? In a
0: democracy.
1: Yeah. Um, carry carry on regardless. You know, the Ministry of Health have done it with puberty blockers. As you know, the evidence has been stacking up overseas, and yet they just carry on regardless. But so, well, they're still promoting
0: I, the jab and people are dying every day.
1: Well, yeah, and I think... Um, they
0: don't care about people.
1: They seem to just care about themselves, you know. Um, they're politicians. I think the, the good thing about self-ID is that the legislation itself, um, and I think if you've read what we've got on our website, our guidance, have, and, stuff, yeah. and even what the, the, the DIA actually has some of the best guidance, and we like that because it's coming from them and they can't say it's from evil Nazi transphobe terms. So, like you. Like, like me. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, they make it really clear that the birth certificate's not used to determine somebody's sex so you know and it never really has been no one's ever carried carried um a vestibular around yeah but then
0: i say again for now because we know how this kind of works it creeps
1: it does except that the legislation was actually the first time since um there was a a crown law opinion in in 2006 to do with gender and sex in the Human Rights Act. And at that stage, it, nothing was changed legally, but um, I think they said that they, you could consider that gender was included in sex, right? But this is in the days when gender and sex meant the same thing. It was just that people yeah. didn't like to say sex. You know?
0: Yeah, uh, g- gender's a lot easier to say.
1: Gender's yeah. a lot easier because, yeah. So it didn't <laughs> mean gender identity. It meant gender, which yeah. is a different... A different thing, really.
0: Yeah, but that's um, how you you you, you was, grab a word and you change its meaning. Yeah, it?
1: and it was also um, it was also seventeen years ago. So, but what what this legislation does, and I've, we've sort of tried to explain it on our website, but it's quite complex, is that it's it's the first legislation since that opinion that addresses sex and gender, and it clearly distinguishes between the two, and that's really important. Okay. Um,
0: so someone got the message.
1: Someone got the message, and just just the fact that it it's um it's allowing for the fact that you're going to decide somebody's sex based on factors other than the birth certificate, which means there are other factors, which means that sex is a real thing that you can see, yeah, so it's kind of it, it's it's agreeing with that principle, so. For now <laughs> but for now, but but it's yes, but it it was an opportunity for them to not agree. it wasn't yeah, it was an opportunity.
0: too early, too early for that
1: it, yeah, but um, the thing is that the legislators need to know that they want to write good law, they don't want law that doesn't make sense, and it, it's got holes in it, so because at the end of the day, they have said the certificate now means you know that's the sex you are, for all intents and purposes, if that's what they've said, then they would literally be faced with discrimination cases from any man who looked like a man, you know, who looked completely male, no attempt to change anything except the birth certificate, who is wanting access to women's services. And they know that that's not going to fly. So it's, it's, it's a good legislation in that respect. Okay. That we've right. got to so we welcome that part of the legislation, but at, at the same time it's turned the best of it into a load of nonsense. Yeah. So obviously we don't we don't celebrate that because it's stupid. Um but yeah, the legislative part is good. A
0: vanity project, as you said.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I jumped in over the top there. Finish what you're saying, if you can remember.
1: No, it's gone.
0: Yeah, okay. So okay, how do we um how do we sort of kind of wrap this up? Because it's it's it, it seems to go on forever.
1: Well, well uh, can I can I say what what it is speak up for women are trying to do?
0: Yes, please. Would that Be helpful. So I think what, I think what, that's actually what we're here to do. Uh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me.
1: Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, go for um,
0: it. It's yours. So
1: what we want to do is we want to make sure people know that if they want to provide a service that is for women just women, then they are still allowed to. If they want to provide a service that includes trans women, then that's that's kind of up to them. And if their clients are happy with that, then that's that's all well and good. But if you operate a service or you're a, um, a woman who wants access to a single-sex service, then that is still permitted. You're still allowed to do that. And if you're a, a, a woman who's told by the receptionist at the pool that you go to when you complain about there being a a male in the changing rooms, if you're told that the pool isn't allowed to exclude them, the pool is wrong.
0: I think there was a case in Invercargill.
1: uh, Yeah. Where they
0: were claiming they were just following the law and they had to... They were they, wrong, right?
1: Well that's the thing, because you've got you've got so many lobbyists who are telling them, you, you know, you're a trans woman or woman, you you can't exclude them. It's against it's discrimination if you exclude them. It's not discrimination if you exclude them. In the circumstances that the Human Rights Act allows you to discriminate, which is not many circumstances, but they're important ones and they're things like spaces where privacy and dignity are important. Um counseling services where you might be talking about personal you know things of a sexual nature or whatever any most most personal counseling is covered those sorts of things and certain types of accommodation you're allowed to discriminate on the basis of sex you don't have to but you're allowed to so that is still valid so if you're a if you're a gym and you want to provide changing rooms that no males go into you're allowed to do that and you know so if, if women are asking for that and they're being told, if the gym is saying we don't want to do that, trans women are woman, that's one thing. But if they're saying we can't do that because it's illegal, that's Yeah, enough. they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so you can choose how you want to configure your, if you're a gym, your business. Uh, you can choose that, yeah. and, but you can't claim that you have to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and there is there are circumstances where you could say it's discriminating against women not to provide it. So especially public services.
0: Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Like if
1: a public swimming pool doesn't provide somewhere where women can change safely, you could argue that they're discriminating. Yeah. So it's it's so public services are a, a little bit different in that they it goes a bit further in that they, they really should be providing um, services mm. that, that do exclude men. So that women are safe, and 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 likewise, so that men. Can well,
0: pay. everyone, everyone talk, talk has everybody. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay. so we just wanting awareness for people that um, self ID isn't what you think it is. It's not. It doesn't yeah. mean that the legal right to single sex spaces has has gone because it hasn't. Okay.
0: Well, that that's the, that's what people need to know. Then I guess. Yeah. Eh?
1: Yeah, and if they've got questions, we you know we can advocate for people. We can help you with um, ways to ways to discuss it with an employer or a service provider. Um, give you some some ideas about questions. Um, if you want to do a, a you know an OAA or something like that, we can give you some guidance on ways to word it to get the best results as well. Okay, that sort of stuff,
0: and that's via the website. I would imagine yeah, SpeakUpForWomen.nz. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yep, you can contact us via the website. Yep. And, you know, we're volunteers, but we've got people available. We've got a good a good background people with a lot of knowledge um, yep. and good writers, good lawyers. Yeah.
0: Good. Some resources there. Good so resource don't be intimidated.
1: For... No. Is,
0: is the message. Don't be intimidated into anything.
1: Because that, people, right.
0: <clears throat> people can sound like they're very correct when they say things in a certain way. Not necessarily so.
1: I think in a lot of cases they think they are correct because yeah. the lob- the lobbying by the groups, um, you know, well, which Rainbow groups,
0: group, which um, groups?
1: places like Inside Out, Rainbow Youth, th- those kinds of cutopia, those sorts of places, a really really good example of this is the Linwood Pool in Christchurch, and we did a, well, I did an OIA on on what had happened with that. So they they wanted to run a women's night, and they with their new pool, which is near the near the mosque, and they have a okay. A, a reasonable Muslim population um, of women who, who can't attend swimming pool sessions. Yeah. right. So they, they knew their kind of audience and it wasn't just for those women, but that was a, you know, predominant thing. Predominant thing. Anyway, they set this woman's night up and it was going to run from 3 PM to 7 PM for women only. And then from 7 PM till 10, I think it was for people who identified as women. So they were covering that both of those things. The session from three till seven, they had put so much planning into into that session in terms of making sure there were no men there. And it was designed so that women with small children could come and do the lessons with their kids. They could get in the water and be involved with that. They had a a kind of plan for the children who went to those lessons who came along with their dads. Um, And... Because children, you know, boy boy children under a certain age are, are fine with their masks. Yeah. So, yeah, of course. You know, they had they had, I think, blackout curtains. They had all female staff. They had a kind of a, a changeover so that the men were leaving. It was really, really well thought out. Like they they weren't
0: them. swimming in burkas, were they?
1: No, <laughs> they thought they thought of everything. <laughs> <laughs> they absolutely thought of it right down to the point where they were letting the letting participants know. That in the case of an emergency, there might have to be a male paramedic. So that's wow, the, okay. that's the extent, yep. right? So they thought so of everything. Mm-hmm. They absolutely thought of everything. So they knew why they were doing what they were doing, right? Um, and so you you look through the the OIA documents and you see all of that, and it's looking fantastic. And you think, hats off, Christchurch City Council. That's that's good, good work. And then they involve Cutopia, who are a uh, um a rainbow advocacy group mm-hmm. who offer who offer training to training training to the to the plebs who don't understand the the you know intricacies of of rainbow life.
0: What's the hourly rate I wonder?
1: Yeah well that's a good that's a good question and they set, set up some meetings with them and it's just it just all folds and so their their woman's night is now anyone who identifies as a woman. Right from oh, straight. so
0: they caved in. See, this is what I can't understand.
1: Yeah. And they they keep saying that their guidance from the Human Rights Commission and from the Ministry of Women is that trans women are women, and that they're not allowed to discriminate. And we have told them that they can, and they just will not.
0: So it doesn't matter what what the law says.
1: Well, they they have had such a number done on them that they're they're not they're not willing to. To back down on it, they. So, what
0: are they afraid of?
1: Who know? Well, they're afraid of the, you know, utopia coming after them and calling them, calling them.
0: Yeah, but Nazi, none of us Nazi, care Nazi about Nazi that. Who cares about that?
1: Well, I, you know, obviously I don't. But
0: well, but I, where's the great population of people who would be offended? It's it's well, the head of a pin.
1: I don't know, Paul. Maybe they've got the, you know, they've probably got the rainbow tick or something, and that they've got to be. Oh a right,
0: of, that's part of the deal, huh?
1: Who, who knows? I haven't had yeah, status with that, but it's um, that, that's
0: really sad to hear.
1: It is really sad to hear because you see the intention that they started with, and it's really good. Yeah, and then you see the damage that a group like you. I don't know
0: with. how they can live with themselves. I don't know how you can sleep at night knowing you've been part of that.
1: No, I don't know either. And it's it's um, I found it really sad. It was like this was a really good opportunity to to actually include you know to to create an event that was inclusive for for one group
0: it seemed to be Um, these um i don't know much about the advocacy groups i know some of the names of them but they seem to be intent on destroying everyday everyday people's standard of enjoyment of life
1: yeah they they certainly it's hard to know what drives them but it seems i think there's a bit of a bit of money in there and they you know they're holding
0: it follow the money follow the (laughs) money It seems to me as a male with three daughters, who I'm very proud of, um, that um, it's women who are paying the price or females are paying the price all around here, losing at every point. First of all, you've got some sort of, and I would call it misogynistic from a male's point of view, takeover of a gender. Mm. So like a a takeover. Then at the other end, and the figures you just mentioned before, you've got exploiting vulnerable young women who you know, um, can easily be pushed into this or, or find something, solace in it temporarily because mm. I don't think all of them will well, be too I, happy at the end of it. But it all seems to be women, females substantially losing.
1: Yeah, you're right, which is why we, we speak up for women. Of um, course,
0: but you can just see it.
1: Yeah, so it is it's it's women women are going to be the greatest losers in this men as well, for sure, you know, and but
0: not as much
1: not, well, not as much and in different ways i think um but everybody we're not wants,
0: disappearing we're not dis- kind of disappearing like you are, but for the women, you know you can get in there and they can intimidate and I feel so sorry for you,
1: we're kind of collaborating with a a group called um Women Act Up, who are kind of a more of an activist group, and we've done a couple of events at Parliament called, and they're called Turn Up, Turn Up for Women, and the idea is women can come along and speak, and where we've got one of those planned for Nelson. Okay. So I'll let you know the the exact details, which is okay. All right. From council and stuff, but um, and the idea is that yeah, we we turn up, and not just women, but we turn up for women. So yeah. Yeah. Um the the kind of what our posters say is you can't always speak up, you can't always act up, but you can always turn up. And sometimes that's what you know what we need is people to turn up in solidarity, even if they're not speaking. Um and we hope to, you know, get support, um, you know, be able to spread our messages around. Yeah, do that. what you can. Um, yeah.
0: In the face of it all.
1: Mm. Because mm, we do get contact from a lot of people who want who want a voice on it. Okay. Men and women.
0: Yeah. Yeah, all of us. In fact, I would say, and I haven't spoken to too many people, but especially um, related to Albert Park, the most angry um, reactions to that have been from men.
1: Well, <laughs> you probably you know, haven't spoken uh, to some of the women I've spoken to. but well, yes, I'm sure. But, angry men. But, yeah.
0: but, but like really like, yeah. you know. Mm. Don't 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 do that. You know. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's 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 women and girls, isn't it? It's not yeah. just women. And I think well, women are, and girls, yes, yes. Men, men with daughters are certainly a. Um, yeah.
0: Beer, mama, Bear.
1: Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: Suzanne Levy, speak up for women. Thank you for speaking up. Thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.